0: You're listening to Language Nerds to Earth, a podcast about linguistics, culture, travel, and how they're all connected. And now it's time to meet your language nerd hosts. One in China, one in Spain. It's Patrice and Rachel.
1: Hello,
0: everybody, and welcome to Language Nerds to Earth. I'm Patrice. And I'm Rachel. And we're going to talk today in episode 55... About not traveling
1: during the pandemic. Yes, definitely, definitely not. And <laughs> today is March 30th. And yes, we don't exactly know what the future holds. So until further notice from your authorities, this is what we are going to do. Yes, it is disappointing for the travelers
0: among us. And I think my prediction is that we probably won't be Able to freely travel again until a vaccine and a cure
1: are ready
0: and out there. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a while. I don't know exactly how long, but we can safely say uh, a while. Yeah. I think this is the new normal. My, I think
0: we'll have to show like evidence of being vaccinated before we get on a plane or something. Or Maybe having recovered from it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's so wild.
1: Yes. Uh, It's going to take some getting used to and creativity to, well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Exactly. But
0: before we do, of course, we have uplifting language news. (laughs) I guess it's uplifting. Regarding millennial speak. So many of us who are speaking and who are listening are probably millennials, and um, if you're interested in millennial topics, you can also go back and check out our Millennials versus Baby Boomers episode. But millennials speak like is actually not a lazy linguistic filler. Mm. The word has like a grammar of its own. So this is really interesting to me because like is often kind of characterized as Just like a way that people say, like, (laughs) um, or... Uh Uh-huh. And so a filler. Yeah. But actually, it is not a filler. And that's what this article is talking about. This is from scroll.in. So very, very (laughs) well-known publication. Um... (laughs) But it's a re- there was a really interesting study done. There was a program with young participants and audience members that attracted a lot of criticism for its language use. It's called Glow Up. It's the makeup competition it's in on BBC. Oh yeah, yeah. And they transcribed the show and removed the kinds of like that are broadly accepted, like verbs or nouns or uh, quotations. Also things used for comparisons and the word like was used 229 times in 8 episodes so that's about 29 uses of like per episode hmm. or one like every 2 minutes wow <laughs> so it's really a very heavily used word among young people yeah so yeah it was rarely preceded or followed by a pause so that's all that's already one thing that we know like It has a grammar. I'm already... I keep using it. I'm trying not to. (laughs) Um, So it was never used at the end of sentences. And there are also agreed upon ways that like is used. So these are some typical ways that it's used. Like, I'm going to create a beautiful look in 15 minutes. I'm like going to create a beautiful look in 15 minutes. I'm going to like create a beautiful look in 15 minutes... I'm going to create like a beautiful look in 15 minutes. I'm going to create a like beautiful look in 15 minutes. And I'm going to create a beautiful look in like 15 minutes. So those are the places where it's acceptable to use it.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a lot, right? Yeah. Here are some places where it's not going to be acceptable. And this is this is not going to be easy for me. I like I'm going to create a beautiful look in 15 minutes. Right. I am going like to create a beautiful look in 15 minutes. Mm. I am going to create a beautiful like look in 15 minutes. Right. I'm going to create a beautiful look like in 15 minutes. I'm going to create a beautiful look in 15 like minutes and I'm going to create a beautiful look in fifteen minutes, like
1: ooh, interesting. Yeah, those all sound super weird. So right? weird. Yeah, it's like you can't divide like different parts of the sentence. Mm-hmm. So like fifteen minutes go together. Beautiful look goes together. Going to goes together. Mm.
0: But you could put um in a lot of those places. Yeah. Um. A
1: beautiful um look. Right. 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 Mm.
0: Because that's a filler, but like is actually not a filler. So, the word like is used usually in this way, two different ways. It's going to be used at the beginning of a sentence, at the beginning of an utterance, or in the middle of an utterance.
1: What's an utterance?
0: (laughs) An utterance... Good question. (laughs) Well, an utterance is a string of thought, right? But a short string of thought... So we have some examples. This is bloody marvelous. Like this is really beautiful. You have won me over 100%. Or nah, well done Nikki. Like the eye, the color, like it proper worked, you know. Mhm. So that was at the beginning. So at the beginning of an utterance like in this way is somebody's adding support or agreement to what has just been said. So this is bloody marvelous, like this is really beautiful. So they're kind of like emphasizing it. Mm -hmm. Like it proper worked. That's at the beginning of a phrase or utterance. So then it's also in the middle of an utterance, for example. I'm layering up the powder to kind of get like this velvety finish. Is Ellis putting like a glue stick on his eyebrows? In that case, the word like is used similarly, Mm -hmm. but it's to add new information.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Or new but relevant information. Interesting. So, yeah, it's used to make a point, I think. So why, the last part of this article um, talks about why like is kind of looked at. (laughs) Kind of like. Like. Kind of like. Why is the word like kind of like? um looked at as something that's not good. Hmm. It's looked at as lazy, right? Well, both like and upspeak have similar connotations. They're both so upspeak is finishing a sentence in a question.
1: Like valley girls.
0: Yes, like valley girls and generally these language gripes of the word like and finishing a sentence in a question, like talking like this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They seem to be a proxy for demeaning certain groups that share characteristics other than their perceived language use. And the people, the groups that we're talking about here tend to be young, female, and not in positions of power. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? So you could say that discriminating Mm -hmm. against people who use the word like is actually a form of hating on young women.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you think about the people who use like the most, it's usually young women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Interesting article. Yes. I wonder, that makes me want to do a little bit more research on upspeak, too. Mm -hmm. I know there are also certain dialects, I think, that use upspeak um, in the UK, I believe. Huh. That was something that for some reason we talked about in my TEFL course way back in the day. Hmm. Um, like different things, like including upspeak. And when you said it it took me a second to like reach back into my brain and remember what that was.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Same. When I first saw the word, I was like upspeak. Ah, uh, it sounds so familiar, right?
1: Yeah, my first thought was actually newspeak like from 1984, but <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. the same. I try not to use
0: upspeak. I think I've tried I've kind of conditioned myself not to do it too much. There I- there I did. I did it just now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> well, sometimes you're emphasizing something as well, I think. Yeah. If you do it, like, occasionally. Like, there. What seemed like more yeah. emphasis to me, then.
0: <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Cool. Well, super interesting language news. Hope you also found it fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, in the meantime, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, main topic, which is
1: not traveling. Not traveling, Yes. Very important topic at the moment. Hmm. So so first we're going to talk
0: about restrictions on traveling, and then move on to why it's important you shouldn't travel, and finally we will discuss alternatives to traveling during this time.
1: Yes. Which, there are lots of cool ones, so... Yay!
0: <laughs> oh, I'm excited to see what you found. So, let's start out with what are the travel restrictions. Number one, if anybody's thinking about traveling for leisure right now, um, please don't. Just don't do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Only in very specific circumstances of need, I think, is it appropriate. Mm -hmm.
0: I have a personal story. Uh, An acquaintance of mine, who actually I would consider her a friend, was in a different country during the Chinese New Year when it started getting really bad. Mm -hmm. But she did not want to come back to China during it because of one thing or another. First of all, it was the virus. Then it was, well, if I go to China from this country, then I'm going to have to be quarantined and I don't want to be quarantined in my apartment for 14 days or whatever. And then finally... She did decide to come back to China after country hopping to, like, six different places for two months. Mm. You kind of deserve to be quarantined if you're country hopping around during a pandemic. Yeah. And, yeah, like, going through all these airports. But then, the very last day, she was about to fly into China, and all non-Chinese citizens were banned from entering the country.
1: Wow, that's, um... At what point was this? Like, in January? In February.
0: All foreigners were just banned from entering the country on Saturday, so March 28th at midnight.
1: Oh, this whole time she's been traveling.
0: Yeah. She's been traveling this whole time. Yeah.
1: Wee. Okay. Interesting.
0: So, yeah, for like two and a half months that she's been traveling. So, I mean, I've, I sound really kind of harsh when I say that, but I wouldn't want to be around somebody right now who's been all over... Like, you're up in Asia. No.
1: I hadn't actually heard about uh, banning all foreigners, but...
0: Um, yeah, that's a new thing. They didn't announce it until, like, Friday morning.
1: It's really hard to keep up with everything, you know?
0: It really is. I, I feel like news that's two days old is ancient history Yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah, and if you don't read the news, like, several times a day, you're behind. I mean, mm-hmm. and even then, like, I can't keep up.
0: Right, right. Like, when Tom Hanks got coronavirus, Mm -hmm. I told, like, my aunt the next day, and she was like, oh, come on, that's old news. Like, everybody knows that now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Travel bans.
1: Yeah. So, um, I was just talking to someone, I think, well, in Spain, it's also banned unless it's essential. I was just Mm -hmm. talking to someone yesterday who was trying to travel to the UK Well, anyway, he had the virus apparently back in February in the U.S. Oh, my
0: God.
1: And he was there, like, quarantined or whatever, but then he came back to Spain, and then he was telling me, because I walk his dog, and I have dog sat, so he was telling me that he was supposed to go back to the U.K. for some immunity testing or something, so he was asking about if I could dog set maybe, and in the end... I ran into him in the street. We were standing like 10 feet apart. (laughs) And he, this was last night. So he was telling me that he was going to drive to the UK today with his dog and then just stay there for the indefinite future. But yeah, he's uh, not from the UK, but he has a lot of family there and he's lived there for a long time. So, but basically, yeah, he was saying that he couldn't get back into Spain unless he had like a real reason to be there. He had just talked to someone who had come back from the UK to Spain and he had to demonstrate that he had a reason to be there. He, his, Mm. his spouse was there. He had Mm. um, a dog to take care of something and they let him in, but otherwise he he would not have been allowed. Well, always the UK is a little different, but even within the EU, like they've shut all the borders to non-essential travel. Right.
0: And actually that, leads into what my friends were telling me yesterday. I Skyped with my friends in Romania. Shout out Simona and Bogdan! And they were telling us that there are 2 million Romanians scattered mostly in Italy and Spain, and they usually come home for Easter. So, a lot of people are stuck at the border, but also like they're trying not to let people in who might have it so there are a ton of romanians coming in from italy in a lot of cases they don't have work anymore because the people they work for have died Ooh. so now and, and that's like a big threat for romania is people coming in from infected areas that's so messy yeah of course it makes sense that it would be you would con- i would consider it essential travel if like suddenly I didn't have a job anymore or a place to live and I have to get home and be with my family. But on the other hand, like, is the government going to consider that essential trouble? And is it safe to do that? Yeah, you're
1: probably spreading the virus by doing that. Like, I was reading an article yesterday in the New York Times about Europeans going to their second homes outside of the big cities and, like... It hasn't been officially banned, or it hadn't at one point. I'm not sure now. But anyway, so people fleeing Paris and Madrid and all these big cities where they had big outbreaks, and the locals who were really angry about it, like the day before they were going to enforce the lockdown or whatever, they would flee and take their surfboards and go to the beach and be just like lounging on the beach, and people are like, they're on Acting like they're on vacation, and wow, um, and apparently they were hoarding all the food at the groceries. Once they got there, um, wow. So, and spreading the disease. I mean, like you can be asymptomatic and spread it, or you can have it for two weeks before showing symptoms. So it's a really long incubation period, and it's really easy yeah. to spread because of that.
0: It's so dangerous, man. And, I mean, we've talked about not hoarding masks, but I think everybody does have a duty to, like, wear something over their face so they can't spread it in case they are yeah. um, just asymptomatic carriers.
1: Hmm. <sighs>
0: well, yeah, I don't know what the answer is, but every individual matters right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was spread into Africa by one woman from Ohio who didn't know that she had it until like oh, she flew into Ghana and then, oh, she's positive. Wow. They're not ready. Well, I'm just saying.
0: I think that leads us into the next section which is how contagious is it and why sh- why you shouldn't travel. Yeah,
1: and the answer is very. Yeah, turns out it's extremely
0: contagious.
1: Yeah, my mom told me about uh, how contagious it is, like, compared to the flu. So imagine the flu has an infection rate of, like, 1.4 people per person. So if you mm-hmm. infect 1.4 people and then 10 um, infections later, there will be 14 people with it. But this has an infection rate of, like, 3. So if you infect 3 yeah, people... Yeah, 2 to 3, yeah. So then... Um, by the end of 10 infections, I can't remember now, it was like 55,000. Oh, my God. So
0: you're the hell? responsible
1: for like 55,000 people. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's airborne. It remains airborne for at least three hours, mm-hmm. apparently. So you could be walking down the street, and somebody who had it was walking down the street three hours before you. You could get it just that way. Yeah.
1: Or the particles can fall down, and then get on your clothes or your shoes mm-hmm. as well you can touch your shoes and then touch
0: your face Ugh. i would say we try not to touch our face when we're outside and we keep hand sanitizer by the door so that's the first thing we do when we get inside is we spray our hands mm-hmm. although china is china is like almost back to normal now it's like low risk levels everywhere it's amazing but we did our time for social isolation and we were kind of forced to But there have been lab tests that show that it stays on surfaces for a certain amount of time, but there haven't been any reported cases of getting it from, like, touching a surface. For example, like, laboratory studies have found that the virus can survive on surfaces from a few hours to a few days. However, according to current information available, and I believe this article was written on March 26th, the role of contaminated surfaces in the spread of the virus is not significant, So far, transmission via surfaces, food products, or consumer goods has not been detected.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, like, that's hard to know. Like, how do you know where you got it from exactly, you know? Yeah. If you don't know that someone's sick, I think now in a lot of places they've stopped contact tracing. So, like, how do you know really where you got it? Right. I'm not taking any risks. Yeah. Yeah. My grocery routine was intense this weekend. <laughs> I had to go to two different stores on two different days, and both time, we had half the table set up as a dirty side and half as the clean side. We disinfected everything. Wow. And then I took all my clothes and washed them and then showered.
0: Wow. Good
1: for you. It was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds
0: really exhausting. I think here they still do, like, tracing where you've been, and so for most cases that I've heard of, in the last few weeks, all new cases have come in from abroad. The few cases that have been locally transmitted, they figure it out by finding who the imported case was in contact with. And that's one reason why
1: there's a ban on foreigners. Well, I know that, at least in the U.S., they are not doing that, I don't think. Oh, yeah, or no most way. most places. I think maybe I read something about California doing it, but... That's good. Basically, not happening. There's, like, not time, there's not resources, I don't know. Right. Like, for a developed country, they're very underprepared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyhow, so that's why you shouldn't be traveling. hmm <laughs> Essentially. So. Um, so now should we talk about things to do? Yeah,
0: what can we do when we're not traveling? You know, it's kind of funny, like, This would be the ultimate time to travel if I were a totally irresponsible person and there weren't a bunch of travel restrictions. If I'm working from home, I don't have that much to do. But of course, hell no, I would not travel right now. And I'm really enjoying my time at home, actually.
1: Yeah, me too. I think it's a really good opportunity for people if you're not sick, of course, and you're not... Mm -hmm working in an essential a job, it's a really good opportunity for you to, to get around to things that you haven't had time to do or mm-hmm. to sort of, like, meditate on your life or your regular routine. And I don't know. I think I've found some things that I would like to spend more time doing, like, in a normal time or... Me too. ...things that I think, like, why would I do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Me too.
0: I feel like I've really tried to look at this time as more of a gift and Mm -hmm. learn more about myself and yeah like
1: work on my hobbies basically yeah me too so okay some things to do well right up our alley one popular thing to do would be to learn a language you have Mm -hmm. a lot of time now as we said we're gonna say this point forward these are recommendations for like non-healthcare workers let's say Mm -hmm. or people in high-risk situations like if you've got time on your hands to kill
0: exactly but thank you to all healthcare and essential workers yes big big thank you yes (laughs) you guys are the soldiers
1: but if you are not in that position then learning a language you have a lot of time we have so much technology so there are lots of apps you could use uh like duolingo or something like that or even like chatting one i can't think of any examples of that one but um, hello talk hello talk right
0: Hello Talk you you actually get to talk to others who speak your target language as a native tongue. And yeah, I've heard really great things about it. I haven't tried it personally before, but
1: is that one paid? I can't remember.
0: I think you can have like up to either one or three languages for free and after that you have to pay for additional languages. Okay. But there are so many apps and programs and websites that are offering their services for free during this pandemic. So I wouldn't be surprised if you can get some things that would be paid access to for free right now.
1: Oh, we didn't talk about if you have an upcoming trip planned. But if you do, you've probably already looked into this or done it. But canceling your plane tickets or your hotels, most companies are being very lenient. So
0: yeah, well, that's good. Definitely. Yeah.
1: But I did read a really interesting thing about what to do if you have an upcoming trip that you can't go on. This was also in the New York Times. The author had an upcoming trip to Charleston. This was like a practice in creativity. So he Mm -hmm. with his family sat down at the computer. They imagined like the smells and the experience like leaving the airport, getting the rental car and then use Google Street View to go down the street and still like explore, think about what it would really be like, look at the different scenes they would have done. Oh, that's so cool. So that's kind of a cool creative thing to do if you're really bummed about missing your trip. Yeah. You could still do something. I love that idea. It's awesome. Yeah. I think it would be challenging as well, so Mm it would be kind of cool to do. I agree.
0: Yeah, there are also like... I'm sure most people know by now, but free tours of the Louvre online, mm-hmm. and you can go see Petra, like get a virtual experience of Petra in Jordan, and Oh, I know that a lot of opera companies are streaming their their shows for free online. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So you can have really cool cultural experiences that you would normally pay so much money for, even just to see it online. Exactly. I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, and actually, yeah, I had a whole list of museums. Oh, nice. So uh, the Louvre, the Musée d'Orsay, the British Museum, MoMA, I think. The Uffizi Gallery in Florence. Oh, cool. The Guggenheim. This one I didn't know, but uh, the Museum of Broken Relationships, which <laughs> is in Zagreb and Los Angeles. And <laughs> apparently it's uh, each item on display represents the donor's ex, and they have stories behind them, which is pretty interesting. I have never oh, heard of that museum, good. though.
0: That's so cool. That's super
1: clever. Yeah. The Museum of Art of Sao Paulo. Mm. The Picasso Museum in Barcelona. Cool. The Benaki Museum in Athens. The National Palace Museum in Taipei. Wow.
0: That's amazing. That actually makes me think I should just go on a virtual tour of a museum anytime I go on a trip because it is exhausting to walk through a museum. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's kind of cool. You could get some popcorn, sit on your couch, put it on the TV, like just chill and see amazing things, art or historical artifacts. I think I also saw the Smithsonian as well as maybe the Museum of Natural History in New York.
0: I love that.
1: We can go on a museum tour every day. I know. You can just be, like, a cultural master at the end of this. Right.
0: Like, oh, I'm sorry. The Smithsonian, I already know that place so well. I don't need to go. Yeah.
1: I don't need to go to the Louvre while I'm in Paris next time. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, you mentioned also concerts. A lot of opera companies, a lot of symphonic orchestras are also doing free concerts, as well as, like, uh, more popular bands. A few weeks ago, on St. Patrick's Day, I saw the Dropkick Murphys were doing a free live concert. I watched Cirque du Soleil on Friday. No way! Yeah. Well, they had, like, three different shows, kind of, like, bits from each show. It was, like, 60 minutes. It was amazing.
0: Wow. Was that on the Cirque du Soleil website?
1: Yeah, I think it was like Cirque dot com slash connect or something.
0: No lines when you go see a Cirque Soleil online.
1: <laughs> no lines <laughs> at museums.
0: This thing is going to turn us all into home bodies, maybe. A little bit. Yeah.
1: I do a lot of yoga from my living room. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have the internet and YouTube at your fingertips, so exactly. there's so much to see on, um, fitness videos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you can, I was thinking about taking a ballet during this time. <laughs> Ooh, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool time to use for learning a hobby. And the, also, there's a lot of stuff you can do to donate your time if you have time. Exactly. One of the oldest ways to virtually experience the world is reading. So, You can read a lot of books, and you could even have like a virtual book club or a discussion group to talk about it. Yeah. I met
0: my family for dinner their time, coffee my time uh, the other day, and that was really nice. Yeah, I actually, it was my brother and his wife in Chicago, my mom and her husband in Tennessee, my grandfather and my uncle who stays with him in charleston and my aunt and uncle in massachusetts and then me in china and it was on zoom and it was very very like seamless by the way zoom is also offering like premium services for free right now which Mm -hmm. is so cool but yeah it was like a little dinner party except i had coffee instead of wine but it (laughs) it was really nice and we were like we should do this all the time you know
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be a theme. Like, people are getting really creative with how to connect virtually. And Mm -hmm. I think some of those things will carry over in the end. I hope so. I also hope that we get
0: holograms out of this. Like, hopefully, (laughs) um, we will finally get holograms. And (laughs) I'm always like, come on, future, give us what you got. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) like we should be able to go visit each other in hologram form. Like I would love to come over to your apartment and sit on your couch. That would be hologram, awesome.
1: Right. Is that how it would work? Like if you were the hologram, you would experience the other reality or or I what? think I would
0: I would have to wear virtual reality gl- goggles and I've thought about this obviously <laughs> and I would <laughs> be able to sit on your couch and it would actually be my couch but you would perceive me Mm. in hologram form and I would perceive your living room.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you would still be in your reality, but, like, your body would be here. Mm, I get it. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, teleportation is obviously something else that I've thought about, but I feel like that's further away than holograms,
1: so baby steps, right? Yeah. (laughs) Of course, if you want to really just, like, Take advantage of your time in your own place and not try to like escape it. You can do things like organize your house or deep clean or mm, <laughs> slightly yeah. less exciting but nice things to do.
0: Yeah, it's important. Keep that toilet clean
1: <laughs> and cook. Yeah. Try new recipes. Yesterday I made biscuits for like mm, the second time ever. Yeah. Wow, how'd it go um in the end, they turned out well, but <laughs> uh it was a it was a mess for a while um I followed the recipe exactly, so I don't understand every time I make some baked thing that is like a dough like a like a bread dough, then it's super super wet, and I don't know if it's a different kind of flour or what's the deal it could but be. like yeah, like I followed it to a T, and it was I put my hands in it and was like, ah! <laughs> "Oh no!" <laughs> it, was <long. laughs> it was like monster Rachel. <laughs> yeah, and I it was I probably added like fifty percent more flour than it called mm-hmm. for. Well, I think in the U.S. if it was a U.S. recipe, I don't
0: know, but I think in the U.S. we we use just like one like two kinds of flour, like white flour and wheat flour, but. Like, all, everywhere else in the world, there are a ton of different kinds of flour. Okay, yeah, there are more than two kinds of flour in the U.S., but not that many more.
1: So, yeah, making bread is something I've decided that I want to keep in my, like, routine. And Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, you know, I've gotten my own personal chef out of this experience, so Ooh. my husband... Is not much of a cook, but his work is a lot less demanding than mine. We usually only eat one meal a day because if we didn't, then we would just like balloon out of control because we're not we're not very good at like self-restraint. So we eat one meal a day and he has taken it upon himself to cook because I work later and he wants to eat earlier. And so he has, like, learned a lot of really great recipes during this time. Tonight, for example, he's making a walnut-crusted salmon over a bed of quinoa and spinach. A little bit of Mm. pesto in there. Yeah, I'm really excited.
1: Yeah, I've started looking for so many new recipes. Like, normally we have, like, maybe 20... or mm-hmm. maybe 30 recipes that we rotate between. But I've been, like, every week finding, like, five new recipes. So we've oh, been so cooking fun. a lot of different things. Yeah. So it's been nice. Awesome.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, so those are some great ideas. Thank you, Rachel, for that list. I really <laughs> like it. I'm going to do some some more of those. Besides just gardening. I think I'm driving Seth crazy with my gardening. Yesterday I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make... I'm going to have a jackfruit tree and an avocado tree and a plum tree on our patio. (laughs) And he's like, we don't have room for that.
1: (laughs) I'll find it. (laughs) Well, let us know what you're doing to pass the time or to develop yourself. And we'll try to keep you updated as well, maybe on Instagram, how we're spending our time. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good idea. I like that. Cool. If you have
0: any more ideas, then we would love to hear them. Or if you think we missed something that's important regarding the spread of the coronavirus or travel bans, then feel free to reach out to us. Well,
1: until then, virtual hug from here, or high five, or whatever. Connect with people, develop yourself. These are really good ways to spend your time.
0: Yeah, keep calm and don't yeah. get out. <laughs>
1: Alright everybody, well
0: I think that's it for our episode this week. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter. And
1: if you feel so inclined please leave us a review on iTunes uh, we would really appreciate it. We know you have the time now.
0: We know you have the time and we see you liking us on Facebook. We see you.
1: <laughs> Love you.
0: Um, and make sure to tell your friends about it if you it. And our it. next
1: episode is going to be on accents. Yes. tune into that next week have a great week everybody alright thanks, thanks for friends. listening